Shut up and sit down. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So today's going to be a little different. It's not going to be a hard rock, hard metal band that we're going to be talking about. Uh, today, we are talking about a band called Harrison Fjord. Yes, that's Fjord. F-J-O-R-D. A little, little clever play on words there. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, their website, it's pretty simple. Uh, nothing extravagant going on there. It's like a purple, a light purple background, some purple text. You can read about the band, uh, check out their news, what's going on with them, their songs, whatever. Uh, but just don't be, I looked them up on Google and I clicked on another, like the Harrison Fjord band site. And it looks like it was created in the early nineties, like black background, neon blue writing and Uh, like really spacey text. Uh, It was weird. And somehow there's another band from the 70s who donned the same name as uh, Harrison Fjord from the late 2000s. So uh, don't (laughs) just make sure not to be confused like I was and click on that website. So today we're going to be talking about the song approximately 90, uh, I'm sorry, approximately 906 miles off of Harrison Fjord's newest EP, Puspa in Space. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's P-U-S-P-A, Puspa, Puspa in Space. Uh, This band can be found on Spotify if you're looking for them. So at first, uh, I saw their name and I was like, isn't Fjord a word that was made famous by the Illuminatus trilogy? Uh, No, I guess not. That's I, I had to I had to look it up because if you've ever read the book, there's a, a word in there that they use a lot, and it's actually Fnord. That's spelled F N O R D. So I was off by a letter, whereas Fjord is F J O R D. Um, speaking of that trilogy, I don't rec- I do not recommend you read these if you're a freshman or sophomore in high school because it will make no sense and. You'll, you'll feel cooler than you probably are because it's like such a difficult read. Uh, you read the words and you understand the words that are on the page, but it's literally like the comprehension level was way over my head at that point and at, at that age. It's a very odd trilogy that fantasizes a world where there's dolphins who, who can talk to humans and... I believe the Illuminati run everything. I, I, I think I, it's so damn confusing. I I really can't remember. I'd really like to read it again at some point in my life and try to understand um, the meaning of that book. Anyway, back to the back to the band, Fjord, uh, Harrison Fjord, not Fnord. Uh, Fjord, as defined by Wikipedia, is a long, narrow inlet with steep sides or cliffs created by glacial erosion. So just fun, a fun fact about what Fjord actually means. Uh, Harrison Fjord, they play, the type of music that they play is a jazz-infused, psychedelic rock-type music. Um, so if you just break that down, I know, if you, I know when you take more than a few words, people get kind of confused. 
I mean, I get confused if uh, if there's like five words that describe what type of music they're playing. So if you break that down, they're essentially psychedelic rock, but they've got some jazz fusion. So you're most likely going to hear like a saxophone where the where jazz would come in. Um, they're based in Arizona and in their video, I, I say in their video because I don't know how they dress in 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 regular life or in other videos but in this video in particular they're dressed in a very like desert mountainy look i like it but it's also i'm also weird it's like very hipster looking um as if everybody's wardrobe in the band came from the basement of patagonia <laughs> um so a little bit about the song uh, I've only listened to this song about three times fully through. Uh, to that point, it is a nine minute and 12 second long song. Uh, fantastic though. Up until this point, this listen that I, I, I did today before the podcast, uh, I wasn't really sure how to categorize or relate to other music, relate this song to other music, because it's just different. So... I sat down today, put it on, and it, I think it just clicked. The song really sounds like early Pink Floyd, like metal, and even a little bit of Dark Side of the Moon there, which is not late Pink Floyd, but definitely more of the mainstream Pink Floyd. It's... I, I like early Pink Floyd. It's good Pink Floyd, in my opinion. Uh, the song uses a great amount of multiple instruments like the saxophone and the keyboards it's not anything too out there but it's definitely not your uh, usual suspects in everyday music and an everyday band so let's take a quick listen to the song and then we'll uh, get into it after that So that wasn't so bad, huh? What I like about this song is that it's really easy to listen to in a very trancey type way. They get right to it and start the song off with a smooth solo with some ambient keyboards. And there's a little bit of pitch bend in the beginning that gives you more of that 70s sound. And then it's back to and then it's back to some guitar. And then right the piece that I just played you right at the end there the music cuts off. And then we pick back up uh, at the point we pick back up that there's a saxophone that comes in and the guitar comes back and it's playing softly 
and that saxophone rips for a little bit, and then some vocals are brought in for a few bars. At this point, we're already four and a half minutes into the song, somehow. Most songs you listen to now, it's the song itself is probably two and a half minutes to three and a half minutes long. Uh, so being that we didn't even, that we're basically halfway through this song and it's only four and a half minutes, it's crazy, you know? That's uh, those are those are my favorite types of songs. Are the ones that, you know, you could throw the record on and these songs are super long. You don't have to worry about you know either flipping the record over or listening to a new song. You can kind of just vibe out to this one song for a while. Uh, the rest of the song pretty much stays the same course uh, throughout. So there's some guitar solos, the ambient keys, really well placed saxophone, and then some rhythm drums. Uh, the song, in my opinion, never reaches a climax, but we get a nice little jazzy sax outro to finish up the song. Take this next observation as you will, but to me, they sound very local. Like, this is something you would go to hear, uh, or this is something you would hear when you go to a, a local show in your town. Uh, it's not overly done. There's not a lot of dramatics to it, and it's not super simple. It's not, you know, two or three guys up there wailing away on guitar and drums. It it, it fits right in the middle there, and it just it sounds like, I guess the best way to put it is local. You know, you, this is the kind of thing you'd go to a bar, and you you hope that these are the kind of people that play there. Uh, when you, they, they really, you can tell that these kids really put in the effort, but it's definitely not forced, which is a nice feeling and you could definitely tell when you're listening to it uh when you watch the video take a <laughs> take a look at the tambourine backup singer guy in the yellow beanie i don't know his name because i ha i'm not uh, uh you know i'm not a huge fan of them i didn't i just got into them a few days ago when i was picking the song um so i don't know his name yet but i love his enthusiasm and it's not over enthusiasm it's just that he really cares about the music that he's making. Uh, his facial expressions when he's about to sing is really what gets me the most. He stares right at the lead singer, he's mouthing the words, and then dramatically, when it's his part is coming up, he dramatically presses up to his own microphone. And for anyone who sings, or I'm assuming in any case, any type of instrument, especially singing, you know that it's about opening yourself up and feeling the emotions of the song. And this kid definitely has it, if you know what to look for. Uh, and I give him a lot of credit because it's not easy. Most people can sing, few people can feel what they are singing. And, but that's what sells a song, that's what sells this song to me. And I hope to you as well. You, it, it, the same thing goes with like blues guitar. Any, blues isn't difficult to play technically. it There's simple chords. Uh, everybody, I, I believe it's what most people learn when they're first learning how to play guitar, like blues chords. Um, but it's almost as if there's the guitar and then there's an extra piece that a lot of people miss. And that's when you really get into the feeling of the, the song and you, you understand why you're playing what you're playing and I mean, I'm sure you've seen those really good blues guitarists or any guitarist that 
when they're really into the song, you could you could see their whole body moving and their face kind of like distorting and, and almost looks like they're melting and they're just like, it's not because they're like, I don't know, it's not like they're doing that on purpose. It's just like they they really feel the, the energy of the guitar moving through them and the same goes for singing. Like I said, you, you feel the energy through you and you open yourself up and you feel that emotion and that's what really sells the song. To make this song even more incredible is the fact that the whole thing is shot and recorded recorded on Maogion Rim in northern Arizona. I believe I pr pronounced that right. Maogion. It's spelled M-O-L-L-O-G-O-N, but it's pronounced Maogion, I hope. Um, so just remember that when you watch the video and listen to how clear and crisp the sound is. This was literally recorded and filmed on the top of a mountain. It's not... It's not um, a music video where they, you know, play the instruments and then dub over the sound later. Like, this is the actual sound coming from them while they're playing on this mountain. And that just shows the dedication of their their editing team and their sound production guys. Uh, they really care about this music that they make. And I think that's another important piece to this whole aspect. Uh, well, that wraps things up today on my end uh we're a little bit shorter on time than we normally are when we usually hit like the 17 minute mark but uh like i said this is usually only going to go 15 minutes or so just a quick introduction to a song and hopefully i can sell you enough on a song that you want to go listen to it so thank you guys for listening and taking the time to be here today uh be sure to check out the facebook and twitter pages to see the full music videos uh, this one is nine minutes long, so make sure you have some time to watch it. As I said last week, I am open to having a co-host on the show. For those of you who are interested, please reach out, and we could talk about that. But until next time, drown out the day and crank it to 11.